Hey, welcome to our podcast, Live Him Out, where our goal is to educate and motivate people how to live him out in their daily lives. Today's episode, we're going to be talking about 10 dangerous agreements to avoid. So welcome to our podcast. Everybody, welcome to our podcast today. We're excited to have Emily Tanner joining us yeah. today. She was part of a previous podcast we did called uh, How Healing Happens. Mm-hmm. We talked about some spiritual roots to sometimes emotional, physical issues in our life. So mm-hmm. today, Emily's joining us as we talk about some spiritual agreements that we make. And I know that's not one of these uh, common terms that's used in churches today, yeah. but uh, it's real mm-hmm. nonetheless. And so... Um, Let's set this up with this idea that the enemy is at work today. There's no question. And he is seeking whom he may devour. He is trying to steal, to kill, and destroy. Yet he never um, takes on that front in front of us. He Mm -hmm. always comes in deceptive means. Mm -hmm. The Bible says he even comes as an angel of light. He Mm -hmm. comes as something attractive. He comes as something... Uh, that has desire or is desirous, appearingly at least, but he comes with that front that he might steal, kill, and destroy. So as Christians today, I know it's easy to think about spiritual warfare and demons and all that kind of stuff as the, that's the really bizarre stuff. You know, that's the Mm -hmm. person on the ground and frothing and, Mm -hmm. you know, yeah becoming rigid as the boy that was at the feet of Jesus and all that yeah. kind of stuff, these demonic things we've seen in movies and all of that. Yeah. But the enemy moves in also in some very subtle ways in our life every day. Yeah. And I think because uh, we as Christians are not aware of those uh, appearances, you know, as angel of light kind of thing, yeah. then we end up being taken captive by him. And many yeah. people mm-hmm. today um, are taken captive, have strongholds in their life. Because they've opened the door to him through agreements. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, Ephesians 4 says, uh, first in the discussion of anger, says being angry and do not sin, do not let the sun go down your wrath. But then it makes this statement Paul does there. He says, nor give place to the devil. Don't yeah. give him an opening. Uh, yeah. In this context is, is if you allow anger to continue in your life, you're giving him an open door. Mm-hmm. You're allowing him to step in and gain a, a foothold, a yep. military base, really. is kind mm-hmm. of the idea here, a place, a room, mm-hmm. a foothold. So when that happens, uh, you make when you make an agreement like that with a very subtle, simple statement that he suggests to you, it opens the door and some many, uh, many other dangerous things can take place mm-hmm. in your life. So, um, Emily, we've talked about that in yeah. terms of even the garden. Yes. Eve. That was the original gaslighting I was sharing with you. Yeah. He yeah. manipulated her. He, it started with a thought mm-hmm. and then it moved into a belief within her heart and then it moved into an action and it had ramifications beyond what she could ever believe because yep. she was deceived. And instead of... Um, agreeing with the truth and what God had told her and trusting that even the unknowns, she chose to agree with another unknown yeah. and the manipulation of the serpent. That's true. Satan. 
And he didn't say, hey, I've got a plan no. to wreck your life and the future generations. In fact, yeah. the entire world. Yes. Yeah. Wouldn't it yeah. be nice if he showed up with the pitchfork like you always yeah. see? Yeah. <laughs> Nobody would believe that. Or less that. people yeah. would, I think. Yeah. yeah. But he shows up in a, a very desirous form yep. with very cunning speech and mm -hmm. makes a very simple suggestion. Did God really say? Mm -hmm. I mean, he's using... God's name. He's yep. talking about God's word, yeah. and it just very, very simple suggestion. Yeah. And so she, she made an agreement with that. Mm -hmm. The Bible says she, she said it is desirous to make yeah. him wise and so forth. So yeah. by that simple agreement, he gained a foothold mm -hmm. in her life. Yeah, the same happens today. Once you make that agreement, then then some patterns of thinking begin because you open the door for yeah. him, and then actions begin, yep. and then you begin to align yourself with that sin, that activity, um, if you continue down that path, you start um, opening your soul, really, and you, you make a soul tie, yeah. if, you, if you want to describe yeah. it that way, your sense of dependence upon this activity, mm -hmm. this belief, this thought, which leads to bondage, yep. which leads to strongholds, and eventually someone justifying what they do, blaming others yep. for what they're doing, mm -hmm. yep. and hardening their heart. Mm -hmm. yeah. And then... And the work of the enemy is complete at that point. It started with a very simple agreement, and mm -hmm. it led all the way to this place of, of destruction just, and justification. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, true. it's true. So, with all of that as kind of our backdrop today, we're going to attempt to uh, call out some of the enemy's agreements. Mm -hmm. And um, so, this is this is spiritual war. Yep. This is the height of what we must be aware of. Mm -hmm. This is yeah. frontline work here. Um, of recognizing where he is. So we're going to talk about 10 dangerous agreements today. These these are by no means the complete list of agreements no. that are out <laughs> no. there that potentially exist. They're just 10 that uh, we have personally experienced yeah. or have are, seen the danger yeah. of. And are very common within the church. Yeah. Correct. And within Christian believers. True. So uh, again, we're gonna we're gonna expose the enemy's deceptions and mm -hmm. lies today, and for the purpose of God's people being uh, able to walk in truth, recognize it, and stand against them. So yeah. let's Absolutely. go ahead and get started. Okay. We'll just talk about yeah. and uh, and see what see what happens today. So uh, the first one is this, and this is very common in the church, obviously, mm -hmm. and it is a half truth, but it's one that many people actually use in, in kind of describing their life and their yeah. activities. And, and it, it is this agreement that says, my heart is desperately wicked, Yeah. period. And that is usually what people say when they... Um, uh, Fall when, into sin, can't get out of sin. or Want to make an sense, excuse. Yes. Kind of a justification <laughs> of yeah. what they have done. Yeah. Exactly. They say, well, my heart's just desperately wicked. Yeah. I just can't mm -hmm. help but lie all the time. Yeah, yeah. Or... Or they, they're faced with a moment of decision. Yeah. And so they second guess everything yes. because yeah. my heart is desperately wicked. Mm -hmm. You know, and then they, they kind of they punish themselves. Yes. Yeah. Well, yeah. my heart's just desperately wicked. Uh, or, or they think, oh, well, I just don't deserve uh, any, any kind of blessing from God because my heart's just desperately wicked. Yeah. And it kind of becomes this tag on statement. But mm -hmm. That's an agreement with the enemy. It yeah. is. And it, if you look at the history, if you actually read what was going on mm. during that time, mm. it was a conversation between God and Jeremiah. Yeah. And God's heart or 
or what he was trying to portray to him was frustration mm. with the people mm -hmm. at the time. But God never leaves us hopeless. You know, it was a conversation that mm -hmm. they were having in that section in that chapter based off of mm -hmm. the history of the people at mm -hmm. the time. So you, you can't just take the one verse out of context yep. or not go throughout scripture because from the beginning, we had a savior mm -hmm. and a way out. Mm -hmm. We had a redeemer that was coming mm -hmm. and obviously he wasn't there in Jeremiah's time, but he was coming right. and later mm -hmm. prophets talk about that, like the yeah. verse in Ezekiel. Yeah, so <laughs> Emily's referencing the, the Jeremiah 17, nine, where mm -hmm. it says the heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. Who can know it mm -hmm. so mm -hmm. truth yeah the yeah. the unredeemed heart yes. is mm -hmm. desperately wicked and who can know the bounds yeah. of its darkness yes. and death yeah that is true yeah mm -hmm. you but, are apart from christ you're totally depraved there is the good cannot come from you because you do not have the holy spirit in you that's mm -hmm. correct and you're unredeemed yeah. yeah and so that's where i think the hook is kind of on this agreement is because before christ that's true. For mm -hmm. the person who's not a believer, their mm -hmm. heart is desperately wicked. Right. And you see that through the world and the history of the world and all that stuff of mm -hmm. people who have acted on that. But as believers, we have to know we've been made new. We've yeah. been mm -hmm. had we've been given a clean heart, a clean mm -hmm. slate, all that stuff. So that changes. Our yeah. heart mm -hmm. is not what it used to be. Yep. Right. Mm -hmm. So Ezekiel, Old Testament as well, would would prophesy and say uh, something that becomes a reality in, mm -hmm. in the New Testament for sure. Yeah. Uh, Ezekiel said, then, or God says to us through Ezekiel, then I will give them one heart and I will put a new spirit within them mm -hmm. and take the stony heart out of their flesh and give them a heart of flesh. Yeah. Yeah. He would give us a new heart, a new core, a new yeah. desire. Mm -hmm. So, we find that fulfilled in yeah. the New Testament. Jesus comes. Jesus uh, takes our sin upon himself on the cross. Jesus is resurrected. The Holy Spirit comes. And those who believe by faith mm -hmm. receive a new heart. Yes. New yeah. life. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Everything is made new. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. And so I don't have to say my heart is desperately wicked. No, I can say my heart has been redeemed. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Now, exactly. what do you say then to the person who says, but I still do sinful things sometimes. Well, go talk to Paul. I mean, he was, he spoke to that. And yeah. Yeah. there is that battle between your flesh, your mm -hmm. old self and your new self. And there is temptation, exactly. but there yeah. is a difference between temptation and acting upon it. Yeah. And you have to learn how to cast down those thoughts, those imaginations, those urges, those desires that are of the flesh yeah. and refute them with God's word, with his character, what he's called you from. And yeah. sometimes it takes <clears throat> a quick prayer. Sometimes it takes walking around the house for 20 minutes saying, denying it, denying it, denying it. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it takes going to a biblical counselor or a pastor or a yeah. therapist who is grounded in God's word to really help those habits and thoughts mm -hmm. and patterns in your life be broken and removed. Yes. Mm -hmm. <laughs> because a, a pattern is not the same as my identity. Mm -hmm. Exactly. And so in Christ, mm -hmm. I've been given a new heart, a new mm -hmm. identity. Yep. I may still have some old patterns yeah. that I walk in mm -hmm. because of what I used to do. Because so, your heart was desperately wicked for a time. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. Before Christ. So like ultra simple example here, uh, for years, 
we had a clock that hung in our kitchen in a certain location. Mm -hmm. And so I got used to looking at that spot to see what time it was. Every time mm -hmm. I walk in the kitchen, I look and see what time it was. Well, one day we decided we were going to move that clock. And we did. We moved it to another wall. But I cannot <laughs> tell you how many times I walked into that kitchen and still looked at that same spot yeah. to find uh -huh. out what time it was. Yeah. yeah. But the clock, we had moved the clock. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And even years, years later, there's still times I'll walk in the kitchen and look at that spot again. Yeah. It's such a crazy thing how those <laughs> patterns is. develop. It is. Yeah. But in this, this is the same way. Yeah. I once exactly. walked in sin. Yeah. But now I have been redeemed mm -hmm. from my guilt and my shame and my sin. I may have patterns where I still want to look where yeah. I used to look yeah. and mm -hmm. go where I used to go, do what I used to do. Yeah. That's not my identity. Exactly. The yeah. clock has moved. Yeah, yeah. that's right. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> so, you know, you get to the New Testament and Hebrews says, this is a covenant that I will make with them after those days, says the Lord. I will put my laws into their hearts. Amen. And, Hallelujah. And, yeah. And into their minds, I will write them. And he adds, then their sins and their lawless deeds, I will remember no more. Yeah. Yes. So this is my new identity. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But you can see now why the enemy would not want you to know that. Yes. Exactly. Yes. He, he'd want to keep you thinking, well, my heart's just desperately wicked. Yeah. Yep. Look at what scripture says. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's right there. Yeah. yeah. He, even the Bible says yeah. your heart's desperately wicked. Mm -hmm. So that just, it puts you in this place of defeat. Yeah. Because you will do what you believe you are. Mm -hmm. Yep. If you believe your heart's desperately wicked, you'll, you'll choose the sin. Yeah. You'll, you'll walk in defeat. Uh, you'll second guess everything. You'll never walk forward. Mm -hmm. And then that begins to affect how you see everybody else too. And then yeah. that creates lies and misconceptions like mm. well this is how god created me this is who mm. i am like yeah. he is the author of all things so i'm just i have no way out and then you yeah. just start identifying with that lie instead of continually reading on and studying and learning and growing about how to come out of that yeah. and how to agree with god's character with yep. scripture mm -hmm. with the holy spirit and what he's saying yeah. yep yeah, instead agree with uh, truth that says, I am accepted in Christ. Yes. I am made whole. Mm -hmm. I am blameless. Yeah. Man, I have to believe those by faith. I make, uh, agreements. Yeah. Yes. I make agreements with God about those. Mm -hmm. yep. Absolutely. Uh, but those give me the strength and the power to actually do those. Mm -hmm. If you... If you think you're desperately wicked, then that leaves you trying to do righteous things mm -hmm. out of a place of defeat. Yeah. yeah. But if you agree with God that you've been made righteous and freed from your sin, now you can walk in victory. Mm -hmm. And there may be times that you sin. Yeah. But it won't be because that's what your identity is. It'll mm -hmm. be because of old patterns. You're looking for the clock where it used yeah. to be. Yeah. Know, yeah. Yep. Kind of mm -hmm. Absolutely. That's Absolutely. great. But powerful. It's such a powerful um, deception that the enemy uses. Yeah. All right. Let's move on to the second one today. Uh, here it is. God is everywhere, so I don't need church. Mm. <laughs> so this means uh, some redefining of terms, I guess, you know, yeah. we got to clarify what this all is about, this idea of church, because it's it's true. If I'm a believer, I, God is in me and with me. Mm -hmm. He's with me if I'm at home, if I'm at the church, if I'm at a park, if I'm at the mall, he is with me. True. Mm -hmm. um, but the church, being the church is something different. Why is that different than uh, than just being at my home alone. 
Well, because like it says in scripture, we're a part of a body and we need each other. Like somebody might be an amazing servant in the ministry of tech, but not understand scripture very well Mm -hmm. and needs a pastor or a biblical counselor to come along and explain those things. I may be good at speaking, but I'm not great at administration. So if I don't have somebody helping me in those areas, Mm -hmm. my ministry won't be as effective. Not to mention, we're also called to go out and make disciples. And exactly. Yeah. I mean, there's just so much harm that can be done within that concept. Mm -hmm. And like the enemy wants to isolate you. He wants to isolate you so he can get to you and fill your head with those lies. And then you shake hands with the devil and you walk into that agreement. And sometimes we need somebody to say no. Mm -hmm. Like I was telling you earlier, Mm -hmm. when I was doubting myself with what I'm walking in right now, my children will Mm -hmm. come and say, mommy, don't make that agreement. Why are you saying that? Take it back, refute it, reject it, resist it. Mm -hmm. And sometimes it takes another believer to come alongside you in your moment of weakness to say, no, we're not doing that. That's not what God says. That's not his call in your life. I I need other people to come alongside and speak truth and encourage Mm -hmm. me. I need to see the example of Christ in their life. I need to see how he's at work there because that... I need that in my mm-hmm. life. I, I am made complete in Christ, but he has also intentionally made me incomplete without everybody else in the body yeah. with me yep. mm-hmm. and Absolutely. me with them. Absolutely. So it's kind of an interesting dynamic. Yep. Incomplete yeah. and complete at the same time. But yeah. yeah but that's what the church is. And yeah. you, know, you find in scripture, even in Hebrews, uh, he says, let us consider one another in order to stir up love and good works. I, I, I need the encouragement of others or something uh, invigorating, motivating about yeah. being together with other believers. And he says, not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's important. There's there's a there's a, a richness, there's importance, a significance in being together yep. as a body of Christ. So, and he, you see relationship throughout scripture. God desires relationship. Mm-hmm. Man should not be alone. Yeah. All of those things. And so for us to isolate ourselves or think we don't need to go and be in church or be active in church is such a deception. Mm-hmm. And yes, God is in me. Yes, mm-hmm. I can hear him speaking mm-hmm. to me from my bedroom. Sure. Mm-hmm. But that doesn't mean you don't go and be with the body. Exactly. Yeah. Yes, I- this idea of isolation, boy, mm-hmm. <clears throat> when that happens, it when you when you make this agreement, I don't need church, and you're there mm-hmm. isolated. It just opens the door for so many other yeah. thoughts and yeah. ideas. Let's talk about that for just a minute. What are some of the other things that that begin to blossom or, or come alive whenever you are isolated away from believers? What are some of the things you think? Well, I mean, I would say just the first thing is that, like there's there's no accountability for anything mm-hmm. in the way that you live your life and the way that you talk and the way that you think and how you're acting out what your thoughts are. Mm-hmm. And if you don't have any other Christians surrounding you, then you're just kind of like, well, I can just justify whatever I want because yeah. this is who I am and, and God's mm-hmm. with me. If this is really wrong, he'd just tell me and mm-hmm. all that kind of stuff. But you're just furthering this uh, it's just all about me. This is me. And mm. you make yourself the spotlight. Mm-hmm. You put the yeah. spotlight on yourself. And so yeah. you don't have any, you don't have anyone to speak into your life whenever you're saying, well, yeah. I don't really need all of that stuff. Right. <laughs> you know, it's true. And then you start, uh, there's so many other, um, again, uh, doors that are open at that yeah. point from the enemy agreements he wants you yeah. to make. Like, well, people wouldn't like you if they knew you. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. You're, you're of no value to anybody else. Mm-hmm. Um, 
People would reject you if they knew about your life. Those are mm-hmm. all more agreements. And yes. yes. Once you open one mm-hmm. door, then it's just flood comes yeah, in. <laughs> let him in the front door. He, yeah. he'll, he'll want more than the foyer. Yeah, yeah exactly. He'll want yeah. the living room and the kitchen, the dining room, yeah. and, and, and every room. Yeah. It's true. So uh, just that one simple agreement, I don't need church, opens doors so many more. Uh, so, yep, it does. Yeah. All right, let's move on to number three. Um, and these are... These are related, unrelated. You know, they're not necessarily any progressive order. Mm-hmm. One more important than the others. Yeah. They're just they're just the list today. But here's here's another one that the enemy likes to use. It is blank's fault that I am the way I am. So put in there whoever you want. It is my <laughs> mother, father, grandparents, uncle, cousin, teacher, coach, mm-hmm. pastor. You name it. It's it's their fault. Yep that I am the way I am. Why is this such a dangerous agreement? Oh my goodness. Oh, it, I struggled with this agreement for about a decade Mm. and it was very difficult to dig out of while things that were done and said to me or my kids or whatever were horrible and horrendous. Mm. It opened a door for allowing bitterness and mm-hmm. anger mm. and hatred mm-hmm. and yeah. malice and ill will and even cursing out mm-hmm. of my mouth to fall onto those people, which wow. is completely against what God calls us to as Christians yeah, were true. to pray for those who persecute us yeah. and and yeah, bless cool. those who curse us. And yeah, it's, it's very specific. And when you see Jesus, even on the cross, his concern wasn't for himself. His concern was for his mother. His concern mm-hmm. was for the people who were doing this to him. Mm-hmm. And with Jesus as my example, you can see how that blame, while those people are very much at fault for what they did, Mm -hmm. that blaming them opens a floodgate of sins in my own life. And it did because cursing, wishing ill will, all of these things that I felt towards these people, I felt justified for what had happened. And it was wrong because when I took a step back and I looked at, those people's history, not that it made an excuse. Some of those people didn't grow up in the church. They don't know. Their heart is pre-Jeremiah 17, 9. They are desperately wicked. Where I'm over here going to church and singing to Jesus and my offering is meaningless to him because at home I'm like this, that, and the other to yeah, those people. Yeah, it's yeah. This one was huge. It's huge. Mm. And then within making those agreements of, well, I'm angry and bitter because of so-and-so, right. it uh, it allowed me to stay angry yeah. and bitter. You're like, heck yeah, I am. Yeah. Yeah. Like, this is a good thing that I'm this way. And it's yeah. absurd because those people over there couldn't care less. It was not affecting them, but yeah. I had made this agreement that I was justified and right yeah. in being angry and bitter and blaming other people. And mm-hmm. it only ruined my relationship with everybody around me that I cared about. Wow. Yeah. So Hebrews talks about that uh, in terms of a, a very visual picture. It says uh, we're to be careful lest a root yep. of bitterness mm-hmm. spring up. So is that that's kind of what you're describing here. Yeah. An actual, like a plant, a root. Uh, it goes down deep, but it also springs up tall yes. in, in our life. And the and, thing is with those roots, <laughs> you know, it talks about a grounded Christian being like a tree planted by water. It's a beautiful mm-hmm. picture. This is more when I see it and when, 
I think about it, it's more like a weed and weed yeah. spread and that weed of bitterness, of unforgiveness, mm-hmm. of all of those things that you come into agreement with, mm-hmm. they get passed down because then yeah, my kids see me doing yeah. it and then it gets exactly. passed down. It got passed down to me. And when I started realizing this, when I was being taught these things, I was like, holy smokes, yeah. literally <laughs> holy smokes, Jesus, yeah. bring some fire <laughs> down. Like, what am I doing? <laughs> And I could see little things starting to build up and I had to reverse course. I had to repent of those agreements. I had to stop resisting truth and come into agreement with what God wanted me to do. And he is not always going to be like, yeah, it's super easy to forgive that person who (laughs) did all of these things to you. It's not, but we're not always called to easy. And sometimes we got to do the hard, the hard work, you know? And you, you can't get the strength to do that if you won't accept the responsibility for it. Right, exactly. Yeah, and I was so. in the wrong. I was in the wrong, holding a grudge, being bitter, mm-hmm. being hateful and resentful and spiteful. Mm-hmm. Um, I was in the wrong, Yeah. no matter That's, what they did. It doesn't justify what they did. No. no. It doesn't mean no. they were right. It still yeah. was wrong. Correct. Uh-huh. But, but it, two wrongs don't make a right. Yeah, Age old phrase. Yeah, yeah. And so the enemy loves this agreement because then you, again, you justify yourself. Mm-hmm. You're stuck in yeah. your sin. You perpetuate sin. It passes on. So, yeah, this idea that it's uh, my mother, father's, yeah. grandparents, whoever's fault. Yeah. It's their fault that mm-hmm. I am the way I am. And it's also kind of like a, a definite, it's like, well, it's their fault I am the way I am. So, eh, guess this is how I am. Yeah, it's no. like, I'm, I'm stuck this way now. <laughs> because yeah. of them, I am, this, this is my life. Yeah. It's true. And, I, and I'm, I'm, not content with it, but it's like, this is just how it's going to be. Right. It can't ever change. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And and there are varying degrees of this. Like you don't stay in that abusive relationship or that kind of thing, but like no parent is perfect. We all make mistakes. We Mm -hmm. say things that we wish we hadn't, that we wish we could go back and change. And as a child, I need to learn to forgive my mom or my dad or whoever it is. And as a parent, I need to learn to go and repent, but, you can't hold that. Somebody once told me it wasn't a huge hurt that I was working through, but it was significant. And somebody once told me to forgive for the things they've done right and not just hold against them this one thing that they've done wrong. So mm-hmm. look at the scope mm-hmm. of yeah. that relationship yeah, and don't let that one thing destroy you and destroy them. Yeah. 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 Well, the enemy loves blame. That yeah. was, uh, that's what got him to where he, he is now, uh, mm-hmm. blaming God for mm-hmm. not doing what he should have, in his eyes at least. And the enemy loves to plant that seed to make us make that agreement mm-hmm. to buy into yeah. blame. So, all right. Move on to number four here. And uh, all of these have such incredible relevance today, but this one seems to be the spirit of this age yes. uh, as a whole. And it's this, that my feelings... Urges and dysfunction are who I am. I can't help it. Mm-hmm. That's such a, uh, yeah. a statement of defeat to begin with. Yeah. Yep. But it is it is what the spirit of the culture is today because out of that, you begin to justify all types of behaviors and activities and mm-hmm. sin. Mm-hmm. I, I feel this way, therefore, <clears throat> this is what I am. Mm-hmm. So out of that comes personality disorders mm-hmm. out of that comes gender confusion yeah i i feel like i am this gender today uh, tomorrow i might feel like this gender and so i i ebb and flow with my feelings my urges and my yeah. appetites my 
dysfunctions even. That's another element to this. Yeah. Someone tells you you have a dysfunction, a dis-ease about your life, yeah. and therefore this is just the way it's going to be. This is who you are. You can yeah. never progress beyond this moment. Why yeah. is that such a dangerous agreement to make? Well, I mean, two things. One, there is no denial of self at all in any of this. Yeah. It is mm-hmm. only self mm-hmm. and, and acceptance of self. It's like kind of the, the popular thing. And there's zero room for God or zero God worldview in this at all. Mm-hmm. Um, especially with the, I can't help it. This is just who I am. It's just, you know, right. I am the way I am. And yeah, I was born this way. Exactly. Yeah. I can't change it. I'm, mm-hmm. you know, it's not going to change. In fact, I'm going to lean into this all the more. And I think it goes hand in hand with the last one. It's a blame shifter. It is, well, it's not my fault that I struggle with what I struggle with. It's not my fault that I have these sins in my life. Mm-hmm. I can't do anything about it. It's just my personality. It's just my dysfunction. It's just all of those kinds of things. So there's no, there's no room for God in that mm-hmm. statement and there's no denial of self. And that's just like the two most toxic traits I think that there could be. Yeah. Uh, but so many people walk in that um, even saying, Oh, this is my personality. I am just angry. I am just uh, loud. Yeah. You, <laughs> yeah. Name it. I mean, you could go anywhere with that. I just speak my mind. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, my exactly. God. Yeah. Again, there's, there's no conforming to Christ in this statement. It's only, well, Everyone ought to just conform to me because this is who I am. This is how I am, and I'm not changing. Yeah, Emily, it's terrible. Oh my goodness, why is this one dangerous? (laughs) Very much like what Truett said. There's no room for God to continue to grow you and move Mm -hmm. you, and He's very specific about guarding your heart Mm -hmm. and um, walking in His Word and writing them on the tablet of your heart and to Mm -hmm. think about this, you know, a whole list of things to think about, like, (laughs) you know, whatever true noble praiseworthy, you know, just all of these things. And it's like, is that praiseworthy? Is that noble? But the problem Mm -hmm. is in our culture today, Mm -hmm. they are trying to change the narrative about what is, what is good. I mean, it's true you listen to some of this stuff on the internet and it's like, oh, you can't blame that person that yeah. they're attracted mm-hmm. to that mm-hmm. age yeah. group. Right. Yep. Like that's just who they're attracted to. It's right. okay. Like we shouldn't mm-hmm. shame them. So as a Christian, you, especially moving forward, you really have to understand mm-hmm. what God says about every single one of these areas. And most all of them are very, very specific about what he says in the Bible and in his character and just in your spirit and in the Holy Spirit moving in you. He is not quiet. He will tell you, but it's whether or not you have the ears to hear, whether or not you want to listen to what he's saying about that. Like, you know, somebody may feel like they don't love their spouse. Like mm-hmm. I just do not feel like mm-hmm. loving my spouse today, yeah. mm-hmm. but that's when you get up and you make the choice. You say, right. I don't care how I feel. I don't care how I feel this. today. Like, yeah. yeah, they're irritating me or whatever, yeah. but I choose to yeah. lay myself down yes. and out of a decision of my will yeah. exactly. because God has called me to be with this person. Mm-hmm. I am going yep. to do what's right. Stick yep. with yep. that, stick exactly. it out. Yep. And right. love isn't always a feeling. Like sometimes you have to, 
make the choice to love a person even yeah. when it doesn't feel good. Yeah, right. exactly. Yeah, so in the culture, what we're seeing is this: uh, what Romans 1 said would happen is that when you began to worship mm-hmm. and serve the creation rather yeah. than the creator, which is what's happening, the, mm-hmm. the urges and appetites of the creation are deified above God, yep. above what he says is true. Well, when that happened, God says, uh, or the Bible says that God gives them over to a more depraved mind. Mm-hmm. Their, their thoughts will be darkened. Their their practices will become evil. Mm-hmm. But that's what happens when you elevate your feelings, urges, or dysfunction mm-hmm. above God's desire and truth. Mm-hmm. And so it's such, it's such a deceptive but very alluring uh, agreement today. Mm-hmm. That, that feeling that you have, that desire that you have, it's not wrong. It's actually right. You know, mm-hmm. it doesn't matter what <laughs> yeah. God says or the yeah. church says. Look or the at all Bible these people says. who will accept you. Yeah, you you should you should step into that. So mm-hmm. it's an invitation to buy into the agreement, and it's an invitation into yeah. uh, justification of all types of lifestyle and sin. And there's no redemption in any of that. Yeah. There's no recognition of uh, sin to begin with, uh, and there's no recognition of uh, a redemption and a life of something greater than yeah. you are. So Romans yep. talks about that and it says, for us as believers, uh, that we should know that our old man was crucified with him, that our body of sin might be done away with, that we should no longer be slaves of sin. We're called out of our past. I'm called out of my uh, old urges and desires. I don't, I don't, I'm not called to walk in those still. I'm called to walk out of those mm-hmm. and be free. And so you can't just keep leaning into your past urges and dysfunctions and mm-hmm. appetites and walk in, in freedom. And then Colossians says, if you've been raised with Christ, seek those things which are above uh, where Christ is, seated at the right hand of the Father. And mm-hmm. uh, so it's just sad to me when believers, they experience a struggle in their life and they, they go see someone who has a degree, whoever that is, counselor, doctor, whatever, and then they are told they have a dysfunction Mm -hmm. and that that is just who they are. So now you have this label put on you that now forever limits you. You can never be more than this. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And this will now define who you are. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's heartbreaking. It is. It's very heartbreaking to see. And it's, it's especially with the younger generation, mm-hmm. whether they go to a professional and get that label or whether they get that from their friend or their teacher, yeah. or even a parent can label a kid, call them stupid, mm-hmm. call exactly. them worthless, yep. call them, yep. you know, all of these things. It may not necessarily be a label written in pen by a professional, but it is, we can get labels written on us all day long, yeah, all true. day long. And so again, some of this happens at very young ages. Oh yes. This, this happens for children. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Even. And uh, you don't have to be an adult to make an agreement. No, and and some agreements, like I was telling you earlier, um, as I worked through agreements that I had made, I realized that I made those agreements when I was a kid, mm. and I didn't know any better. I didn't right. know that they would affect me long term the right. way that they have. Like, right. um, I mean, there's just a whole list of agreements that I made when I was a kid. And now looking back, I'm like, wow. If somebody had taught me younger about agreements and that I'm shaking hands with the devil Mm -hmm. and that I need to not pick this up, 
I can't imagine how different my life would be. And True. since learning this older in life now, um, I have made it a mission to teach my kids. Good. Don't <clears throat> just because you have a hard time reading mm-hmm. does not mean you're yeah. dumb. Does not mean you're yes. stupid or worthless. Exactly. Does yes. not mean that you can't achieve these things. I had a kid, I have a son who, uh, when he was little, wanted to be a pastor. And he came out of a church one day and said to me, I can't be a pastor. And I'm like, why? And he said, because I can't read. And clearly you got to read a lot when you're a pastor. And I looked him in the eyes and I said, listen to me, whatever God calls you to, he will give you the ability to achieve it. He is not going to call you to be a pastor if you do not have the ability to believe it. Look at Moses. Moses yeah, wasn't yeah. eloquent in speech, but God's like, I've got you. And he yeah. sent Aaron along and he gave mm-hmm. him the ability to do that. Yeah. Yep. But what will affect him in that mm-hmm. is him believing and speaking out of his mouth that yeah. he can't do it because of yeah. this yeah. issue that he has. That's yep. true. That's true. That's true. It points out the importance of a parent's role in raising your children. Yeah. You're not mm-hmm. just uh, you're not just feeding and changing diapers. No, and you are providing not. A space. You are yeah. you're helping them understand what God says about them and mm-hmm. who they are, and help them walk in that, yes. and, and help them not make those agreements because childhood has a lot of <laughs> a lot of voices <laughs> in it. Yeah. yeah, and whether you're watching, you know movies or cartoons or whether if you're in a school environment or if you're with friends and mm-hmm. one child says to another, you're ugly or yeah. you're stupid or yeah. you you always mess up or if it's the parent or if it's the coach yeah. or if it's the teacher who yeah. says those things, that's when those agreements start to be made. And even bigger, because like when I was a kid, it was all like, you're dumb, you're stupid, you're ugly, all of these things. Mm-hmm. But now one of my kids was in school and they found a student found out that she's adopted and they would bark at her because only dogs get adopted every time they would pass in the hallway. And she was horrified because for her, it was an honor and a blessing and a privilege. So I had to take that moment a and not get super furious and be like, okay, well let's forgive because we don't know where he's coming from. If he has Jesus in his life, B it's extra special because you're doubly adopted. You got adopted with us and into Christ's kingdom. And also um, we don't need to take on and pick up Mm -hmm. the things that people say Mm -hmm. about you Mm -hmm. and you can have a, she was in first grade. You can have a huge impact on that person by being kind and showing kindness Mm -hmm. to him because, and it was really cool because I had, said something, posted it on Instagram and a bunch of people wrote her letters, mm, scriptures wow. about nice. how awesome it is to be adopted wow. and saved and redeemed and what a picture her life is for that. Yeah. That's awesome. They're just, they're, they're simple, they're subtle often, but for a child, they don't have all the skills necessary no, to, to they refute don't. those, you know. And, you and all the discernment them. and all of that stuff as well. If someone says yeah. you're stupid and they're like, Oh no, well, I'm what if, stupid. What if that's true? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't. I don't. I, I must be. Yeah, you know? exactly. Yeah, or or to hear someone say you can't do anything right. Yeah, you know, or uh, it gets so dangerous. I mean, it, a, a parent that says you're never going to amount to anything if you don't start eating more. Yeah. Or you're, you're, or if you don't get your grades up, or look yeah. at so and so's grades, they're yeah. doing amazing. Yeah, and it's like. Just because somebody isn't great at reading or great at math, they're not stupid in it. It might not be their gift. It might not be how they're created, how their brain is. But 
you can grow the other gifts that they're good at. Like, okay, so they got a C in math. Who, I mean, (laughs) maybe they're not going to be called to be a mathematician or an engineer, or maybe they are and they're going to surprise you. I mean, kids grow up to do things that we never thought they would do. Exactly, exactly. So not leaning into the feeling, the urge, or the dysfunction Mm -hmm. that someone labels you. Don't don't make that agreement. Let's let's make agreements with what God says. And then for a child, he will direct their paths. He he will show what they're called to. And so- And teach them, teach them, teach them, teach them. Mm -hmm. It is so important that these habits and this um, uh, mind frame- Mm is established now because when they get into more difficult life circumstances, yeah, yeah. they will not, they will have that pattern already there. They will have yeah. your guidance, your wisdom. And when they're battling those two realms, those two forces of good mm-hmm. and evil, the more that that good seed and that root was planted, the more you watered and cultivated that, mm-hmm. the stronger they'll be able to withstand. Yeah. And I think as a as a parent, if we're using that that context, mm-hmm. still listening to what your child says, because it's one thing for someone else to say you're ugly, you're right. not smart enough, whatever. But the day your child says, "Well, I can't do that because I'm not smart enough," that is the moment you you jump and yeah. you speak truth. Yeah, because yeah. that now you know. They've made the agreement. Yes, because mm-hmm. they're saying I am statements. Yeah, if you, exactly. You can look up I am statements in the Bible. It's very yeah. interesting. Yeah. yeah. So related to that is our is our next one. Uh, it is this idea or the agreement that says I am broken and could never be fill in the blank. And Emily brought this up. You know, her son said, "I uh, there's something wrong with me. I can't mm-hmm. read, so I could never be a pastor." Mm-hmm. It's the same. Yeah. It's an agreement. Yeah. I mm-hmm. am. You know, I have this this thing about dysfunction. <laughs> I am broken. I yeah. could never be fill in the blank used by God, yeah. uh, successful, happy, make anyone else happy, whatever mm-hmm. it might be. You yeah. know, see, achieve what God's called me to. Mm-hmm. That's a deceptive agreement. It is. Yeah. But it, it's one that the enemy uh, uses today yeah. and, and, and uses lots of voices to reinforce it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so, Truth is, we're we're going to experience some loss in our life. We're going to yeah. have some setbacks. We're going to have some weaknesses. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to be perfect at everything. Yeah. But those are the things that God uses actually <clears throat> to reveal Himself. Uh, in Second Corinthians, mm-hmm. Paul comes upon a time in his life where um, he says he has a thorn in his flesh. We don't know exactly what that was, mm-hmm. but he asks God to remove it, and God does not. And God says to him, my grace is sufficient for you. My strength is made perfect in weakness. So you might recognize you have some weaknesses in an area. That is not a mark of um, condemnation or failure. Yeah. It should, in fact, be a place that you run to God and he makes you strong in that. Yes. So uh, recognize what's happened. Maybe that's that's the case, but then seek God in it. Mm Mm-hmm. Sorry, Emily, go ahead. I think in this context, what just came to my mind was when, you know, somebody believes prayer doesn't change anything Mm. or I don't pray like so-and-so or I don't sing like so-and-so, so so I'm just going to keep my mouth shut during worship. Yes. 
if you or or I don't know how to solve this problem because I don't have the gift of discernment or right. I could never preach because I don't have, you know, knowledge or yeah. this or that. I'm not good at speaking. I'm not good mm -hmm. at this. Well, yeah. maybe God's calling you to speak and you're not good at it, but he wants to make you good at it. Exactly. You know, exactly. I mean, I already referenced Moses once, but yeah, he said he was not eloquent of speech and God's like, I don't care. We're going to use you anyways, you know, so. I'm going to, I'm going to show my strength through that weakness. Yeah. Actually. Yeah. But are you going to resist truth and what God's calling you to and come into agreement with the lie yeah. that you can't? Or are you going to trust and obey and walk that way? Mm -hmm. You know? Yeah. And that, that simple agreement keeps you from ever walking in what God called you to. Yeah. And from mm -hmm. God being glorified in your life. I had that come upon me, that idea, that thought that like, I, I'm not good at speaking. Like I could mm -hmm. never get up and talk in front of people. Like, mm -hmm. no way I'm, I can't do this. I can't do this. And like with the isolation thing, mm -hmm. if I had been isolated, I never would have done it. But because yeah. people spoke into me and they're like, mm -hmm. you haven't done it. That right. doesn't yeah. mean you can't do it. Exactly. And we see this in you. So you need to walk in this. Yep. And um, it was incredible. The things that have come from that, yep. that doors that good doors that have been opened yep. because I shut down the lies that I was starting to believe, which is coming into agreement with and mm -hmm. started walking in and listening to truth yep. and blessing and anointing. And it was so powerful. Yep. And the thing that I thought I wouldn't be good at, God has just, yeah thrust me into yep. something mm -hmm. I never thought I would do. Yeah, Absolutely. well, my, my experience is similar. I, I'm, as I'm growing up, I'm thinking I'm going to be an architect or an mm -hmm. artist, and I'm, I'm kind of behind the scenes all the time. Yeah. I, I, since God called me to ministry, and then I get some opportunities to speak, and I'm terrified. In fact, I turn <laughs> often many of them down because I'm like, I can't do this. Yeah. There's no way I yeah. can do this. And uh, the first few times even, I, I was just terrified. I just remember being numb. Mm-hmm. But I kept believing what God had said yeah. to me and walked in that. Mm -hmm. and, and he is showing himself strong through even a weakness that I was I would have never thought I'd yeah. been in the position I'm in today. Would not yeah. have dreamed that. So yeah. don't allow the enemy to whisper that agreement to you and don't make that mm -hmm. agreement yeah. with him that I could never be fill in the blank because I am broken yeah. in some way. All right. Um Let's take on another one here. We'll call this number six today. Um, the church needs to stay out of social and cultural issues. Yes. Stay in its lane. Do your yeah. thing. Stay. You do religion, let the world do the world kind of thing. Yeah. What's so dangerous about that? Oh my <laughs> you get a whole culture that uh, doesn't know the church. You, <laughs> I mean, just, and you get a whole culture that's destroying itself. Yeah. Yes. And doesn't it know truth. Doesn't know truth. I mean, you see that. In our society today, we are destroying ourselves, not just yeah. spiritually, but economically, mm -hmm. socially. Yep. Yep. It is a destructive pattern, destructive. Yep. Yeah. And when you start coming into agreement with this lie mm -hmm. that you can't moralize your votes or you can't moralize society. Oh my goodness. Have you ever read the New Testament? It's like yeah. Jesus literally walked into that yes. mm -hmm. to like, become what was prophesied mm -hmm. and to change things. Mm -hmm. He changed yeah. the culture. I mean, even the stance on women changed. Yes. Jesus went and changed that culture and that yes. dynamic and that perception yes. 
because he loved women, you know, yeah. and he mm-hmm. valued them. And right now we have this culture of like nobody knowing what gender they are and just mm-hmm. men need to be treated like women and women need to be treated mm-hmm. like men. And it's, mm-hmm. it's so destructive. It yeah. is so destructive. Absolutely. Yeah. And so what you get today then is a, um, a generation of many believers mm-hmm. who want the church just to stay this compartmentalized yeah. religious box no. on the side. You know, mm-hmm. and I, I go do my, I go do the world my six and a half days a week, but on half half a day a week, I'm going to go yeah. do my religious exercise yeah. that I really want nothing to do with the rest of my world. Mm-hmm. And that's not what Jesus came for. No. In fact, no. the times in, in the Bible where there was uh, religion that had nothing to do with life. In fact, in the Old Testament, God said, I hate your sacrifices because yes. they're sin- they're insincere. Yeah. I hate them because yeah. they're not part of your life. I don't I don't want that. I don't want your mm-hmm. your sacrifices. I don't want your songs. Yeah, mm-hmm. because they're not genuine, not from your whole heart, your whole yeah. life. Absolutely. Yeah. So uh, yeah, it it it's sad and it's destructive. And, and of course, you can see the enemy's working. And he says, "Hey, you should stay in your lane. You know, that's you're not supposed to be out there affecting all that. You're not supposed to be changing the culture. Yeah. You, you, the enemy wins at that moment when yeah. you make that agreement yeah. with that. Yeah. And you you become fearful and you mm-hmm. you, you you isolate again. Yeah. The church becomes ineffective at that point. Yeah. Exactly. The the mandate of Jesus was to yeah. go into all the world. Yeah. And make make disciples, yeah. not just religious uh, compartmentalized yeah. add-ons to yeah. life, no. but people who were wholeheartedly bought into following Jesus and life transformation. Mm-hmm. They were yeah. being changed, them completely. Uh, their marriage was being changed. Their mm-hmm. family was being changed. Mm-hmm. Their community was being changed. Their world was being changed. So I, I, I kind of don't get the thing uh, of why people buy into that, but I understand it's an agreement yeah. that we would want yeah. us to buy yep. into. Yeah. So, exactly. And, and we're, thoughts along that line. We're called to be salt and light. Yes. Exactly. I mean, you cannot get around it. Yeah. It's true. You literally yeah. cannot. But like people who buy into this agreement, it's kind of, you can see like, okay, obviously they keep their church business on Sunday and not through the rest of the week. Because right. if this was a all week long yep. lifestyle, yep. then you would see, oh, I am supposed to be doing this. I exactly. am supposed to go to my neighbor and bring them yeah. dinner because they broke their leg or oh, yeah. I am supposed to show <laughs> kindness to that grocery store clerk mm-hmm. when mm-hmm. that person in front of them just laid into them, you know? Right. Yep. So Absolutely. it's just, if you keep God here and mm-hmm. not the rest of your week, mm-hmm. you'll see the effects of it. You will. That's yep. true. And, but the enemy would love that. He'd mm-hmm. love for you just to stay in your religious lane yeah. and not have any <laughs> impact on the culture or your neighbor yeah. or your spouse or yeah. your children. Yeah. All right. Uh, let's move on to number seven. And each of these, as we were kind of saying to ourselves earlier, these just make you cringe, every one of these. Yeah. You know, it's just so painful to yeah. hear. Uh, it's just this mixture of anger and a little bit of sadness yes. at the same time. like can't believe the enemy does this yeah. and, and, and that people walk in he it. He gets yes. praying from yeah. it. Yes. Just, Some exactly. of these, when I, when I was going over, um, looking back on agreements I had made it like, oh, it was just, I didn't even want to like, I'm so far removed from mm-hmm. some of them mm-hmm. where it's like a distant memory and I don't want to like open that again, yep. you yeah. know? It's but true. I realized, no, I don't have to be afraid of those things because- yep. 
I have aligned myself with truth and mm-hmm. walked away from that. Mm-hmm. And I can share what I've learned with other people and be like, you don't want to do that. Exactly. Yeah. I yeah. did that. And this is what happened. Exactly. From it, mm-hmm. You know? All right. So number seven, uh, I prayed and let God have it. He'll do what he wants to do <laughs> if he wants to do it. Oh Sounds my. so good though. I mean, yeah. isn't there a place it, where it be nice? Isn't there a place where you're supposed to just pray and let God have it and just walk away? No, there are places where you can't change something, mm-hmm. a situation, a right. relationship, for instance. You may do what is right on your end, being at peace with all men as much as it is up to you mm-hmm. and going mm-hmm. and talking to them and putting in that effort. Right. But then you have to leave it. Mm-hmm. You you have to leave that situation with God. Mm-hmm. And I mean, another really painful one is when you're watching a loved one die, mm-hmm. it's really difficult yeah. to reconcile that. Mm-hmm. And also things like, more practical is going to college. Like, well, I think I should go and become a pastor, but I'm just going to let somebody hand me my doctorate or my mm-hmm. master's of divinity or whatever. Yeah. And it's like, yeah. no, it actually like, you got to actually exactly. put yeah. some movement yeah. in yeah, that. You can't just say, well, if he wants it done, he'll do it. Yeah. And then just sit back and be lazy yeah. or be un, un, uninvolved. Yeah. Exactly, yeah. Um, I will say I have had moments, many moments in my life where I felt called to something and I've gone to God and said, I feel called to this, but I see, I don't see this happening. I see this as impossible, but with you, all things are possible and I'm man. So I'm going to let you open those doors. And when they open, I will walk through them. Right. Um, And he has slammed those doors open, (laughs) all of the windows and shutters and been like, (laughs) okay, yeah. Take your first step. Yeah. yeah. And there are times where maybe we have tried to make something happen on our own. Yeah. We've tried to manage the situation yeah. and we needed to get our hands off of it. Yes. I, I get that. Yeah. But often what God calls us to is not just praying and allowing him to do what he wants in mm-hmm. it, but praying and then doing everything he calls us to do in that. Yes. Yeah. There's still steps of obedience. Yes. Rarely mm-hmm. in the Bible did someone just say, well, I gave it to God and walked away. <laughs> and, and it happened without any involvement or prayer or faith on my yeah. part. That's just not really how it works. No. Um, uh, even Isaiah, when he says, uh, they that wait on the Lord. Yeah. So that's obviously, I'm praying, I'm trusting, yeah. I'm, I'm waiting on him. He, he says, those that wait on the Lord, they shall renew their strength. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I'm getting strength in this time. I'm not being lazy in this time. Mm-hmm. Uh, they shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall uh, walk and not be weary. They shall run and not faint. Yeah. This this idea that, okay, there's movement here. Yeah. There's progression. Yeah. There's a calling. There's there's a, there's a responsibility. And as I'm doing it, I'm waiting, but I'm getting more strength as I do it, yeah. Yeah. I'm not worn out. I'm not lazy. Yes. I'm not inactive. Yeah. I'm praying and I keep on praying. Yeah. Yep. And like it says about in scripture, I don't remember where it is. Maybe y'all can help me about um, training ourselves like an athlete. Mm, yeah. Mm-hmm. You yeah, know, that true. athlete might not be at the Olympics yet, but and wants to go to the Olympics yeah. <laughs> and knows they're supposed to go to the Olympics. Yeah. But if they're not over here running those laps every day or yeah. throwing yeah. the things or yeah. doing the jumpy things, I don't yeah. know what they do, skating around, they're not going to achieve nope. this, yeah. you know? So just because this hasn't happened yet doesn't mean that you're just sitting around like a bum. Yeah, yeah. that's true. Not moving yeah, even when Jesus was teaching the disciples about prayer, a part of it was give us this day our daily bread. Mm-hmm. Well, that 
that means that you got the provision for that day. Well, mm-hmm. then if you want a provision for tomorrow, you're going to need to pray again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, yeah. You know, you keep yeah. going in this spirit daily. of prayer. You, yeah. you're, you're praying always with all prayer and supplication, as yep. it later says mm-hmm. in the New Testament. So yeah. uh, it's that idea that uh, praying is is not always a one and done. It's mm-hmm. it's a it's a continual warfare. It's a continual responsibility mm-hmm. in the process and, and and doing what God says while we're waiting. So uh, it should never lead us to laziness. But boy, you could see why the enemy would love to make that yeah. or, or to suggest that and us make that agreement. And um, even bigger than that, like you could put in there, you know, God's sovereign. He, uh, you know, whatever he yeah. does, whatever happens was God's will and plan. Mm-hmm. And yeah. that is dangerous. It is, yeah. it is. That is so dangerous. And, yeah. and we've been attempting to uh, pull down that stronghold here in terms of prayer because uh-huh. it's easy to think, well, God's going to do what he's going to do. What difference will it make if I pray? Oh. Yeah. Well, it, it means the world of difference. Yes, it does. There are blessings and and uh, that await in heaven. Yes. There, are, there are doors that will not be open. There yes. are answers that will not yeah. come mm-hmm. until we pray. Yeah. That doesn't mean it's all on us. Yeah. Um, nope. But it means that God has chosen to yes. limit how he moves in response to our prayers. Yeah. yeah. So uh, don't. Don't buy the agreement. Don't shake hands with the enemy mm-hmm. that says, well, uh, God's going to do what he's going to do. Yeah. Which is, God is going to do things yeah. whenever he pleases, however he pleases. But yeah. that's the deceptive, twisty yeah. lie yeah. that mm-hmm. we are spiritually gaslighted with. Like, yeah. it's such, and I think too, there's a lot of um, within the church um, disagreement on mm-hmm. this mm-hmm. so that, for certain, for some believers, can be super confusing and leave yeah. them in a place of wondering, like, well, what am I supposed to do? Yeah, right. But if you just go back to scripture and be and say, okay, God mm-hmm. wants us to talk to Him. God mm-hmm. calls us to pray. Mm-hmm. It says very specifically, yep. I didn't find anybody, so this <clears throat> nation yeah. was destroyed. Yeah, and then you know. Yep. God calling his people, the nation mm-hmm. to pray, humble mm-hmm. yourselves, repent. I will hear, yep. you know, oftentimes we want like, in the other things we want to blame other yep. people, yep. but in all honesty, like we can blame this person, that party, this party, whatever, but God called his people to pray. Yeah, yeah. He called us to yep. do this yeah. and we need to stop believing that somebody else's fault yep. and yep. really yep. Good. go to God in prayer. people. Yep. Yeah. All right. So number eight, Whew. it's my <laughs> Christian responsibility to meet everyone's needs or have everyone like me. Again, it sounds right. Yep. Right. Mm-hmm. Yes. No. Sounds nice. It does. It doesn't sound nice? right. <laughs> but how but often does nice. that work when you burn yourself out and you yeah. try to people please mm-hmm. your eyeballs out? And yeah. how often are as everybody like or agree with you? But aren't we supposed to be Jesus to everybody? Oh yes, but if you look at Jesus, not everybody liked him. Uh, yes, yeah, true. Exactly. He not everybody true. agreed. Yeah. Not everybody liked him. Not everybody welcomed him yeah. with open arms. And sometimes we have to speak truth into a situation that's very difficult yeah. and and we may not be accepted. I right. mean, a lot of things that or you've preached on in the last year and a half or so are very hotbed issues and they're right. difficult and not everybody loved that no. mm-hmm. and not everybody wanted to accept that and they weren't in that mm-hmm. place yet to maybe receive it or they were resisting it. Mm-hmm. 
But that doesn't mean that we don't just because somebody might not like it. Yeah, yeah. So Paul had some strong words in Galatians 1, 10. It says, for do I now persuade men or God? Mm -hmm. Or do I seek to please men? For if I still pleased men, I would not be a bondservant of Christ. Yeah. That's pretty straightforward. Yep. Yeah. If, you, if you're living to please the crowd, if you're trying to get the smiles and the likes yeah. and the, the clicks, yeah. Um, there's it's very well, Paul just says you can't be a bondservant of Christ. You really yeah. can't be a servant of Christ if that is your your first parameter. I mm-hmm. want everyone to like me. Yeah. Because following Christ will bring persecution, rejection, reaction. So mm-hmm. um we are called to love, yes. um, but we are also called to speak truth. Mm-hmm. And so it is our responsibility to do that, but not to measure it by the approval of the crowd. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Whether that's Absolutely. in a church or whether that's just in your own personal life, you know, in your work environment or your friend group, mm-hmm. you, you cannot set the standard of the measure in terms of am, how well am I liked, how many clicks am I getting? And that's such a defeating way to live anyways, because like we said, not everybody's going to like you all the time, you know? And if you can lay your head down at night on your pillow and know that your heart is right with God, Mm -hmm. and if you're married, your spouse, nothing else should matter. I know it hurts. I've had cruel things said to me over my life and it hurts and it is hard to dig out of. But at the end of the day, you have to lay your head down and say, Lord, I wasn't perfect. Mm-hmm. I tried my best and I know you'll fill in the rest, mm-hmm. you know? So, but yeah. the, the first question of meeting everybody's needs, like we were talking about earlier, um, when I saw that, it just reminds me of the Good Samaritan mm-hmm. and yeah. the Good Samaritan did a great thing. All those other people walked by, he picked that person up, he took them in, he found a place that could help. Mm-hmm. And then he kept going, mm-hmm. whether it was, he kept going to his place of rest and rejuvenation with God, whether yeah. he went on another mission, whether he went on vacation, whatever it was, yeah. he kept he going. Back home. Yes. Yeah. And he found the innkeeper that that person needed. And mm-hmm. I think in our lives, especially in ministry, mm-hmm. um, but really anywhere you can have burnout, yeah. you have to find the innkeepers within your community and you have to be aware of them because something I might not be equipped in, maybe you are. And Mm -hmm. I can say, I think you should talk to my pastor or maybe something that you aren't equipped in, maybe a therapist or, Mm -hmm. you know, whatever Mm -hmm. might be better equipped to help people with. But if we constantly think that we have to go and meet everybody's needs and fix everybody's needs, it'll just burn you out. And a lot of times in, you know, going back to that church thing about not being needed in church, sometimes I think we view church as like the pastor does everything right. or the mm-hmm. staff does everything. The, mm-hmm. the pastor is going to go minister to all these people who have all these hurts and that's not his job. It's no. everybody's mm-hmm. job. Yeah, yes. The bodies. The pastor's yeah. called to preach and teach. Mm-hmm. Certain people are called to this and that and the other, but it is the body that is called to go and do these things and be the hands and feet of Jesus. Yeah. It never says yeah. if you are the pastor, that's your sole responsibility. No, in fact, it says the opposite says that the, the role of the the shepherd mm-hmm. is to equip the saints for the work of ministry. Yes, that's yeah. right. Yep. So 
not do the work. No, yeah. that's right. Yeah. Equip, that's right. Equip the body. Exactly. Yep. So, Absolutely. Yeah. And the thing about the crowd, if you if you're living for the approval of the crowd, the crowd is very fickle. I mean, mm. they're they're one way one day and one way the next. Yeah. And so, and then depending upon which crowd you're looking at, <laughs> you can wear yourself out. And yeah. You wear yourself out. You'll become whatever you think the crowd wants you to be. Yeah. And that's yeah. that's emotionally. <laughs> mentally yeah, miserable, destructive because yeah. you just you wear yourself out trying to be what this group wants versus what this group wants, and mm-hmm. you can't ever just be who God made you to be. Mm-hmm. It's just yeah. it's sad, it's tragic. Yeah. You can see why the enemy loves for people to make that agreement yeah. with them. So, Masked with just such nice words. It's yeah. Christian responsibility. Yeah. Meet everyone, help everyone. Yeah, if you were really Jesus, then yeah. you would. Yeah. And people would really like you. Yeah, yeah, it didn't work that way. No. no. <laughs> All right, number nine. A very common um, agreement in the world today. Everyone has their own truth. Uh, this also sounds like uh, true for you, not for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, you do you, yeah. I'll do me. What's the danger in this idea? Because it sounds so palatable. Yeah. It sounds like um, you know individual freedom. It yeah. sounds like oh, this is real. This is democracy at work. You, yeah. you know, <laughs> letting everyone do their thing. Yeah. I can't um, listen. I, love I know. <laughs> Yeah. Again, I think it's it's so nice. Everyone everyone gets to do their own thing, and it's right in everyone's eyes. Mm. Woohoo! Awesome. Yeah, I that's, should have the freedom to do what I want, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Everyone yeah. do what's right in their own eyes, yeah. right? Is there, is there a problem with that? <laughs> it's the <laughs> nice thing. It's the nice thing. Everyone wants that, but it's just the absolute most wrong thing, sadly, because yeah. it's destructive. Because everyone then will do whatever they want, and if you go back to the first agreement, that everyone. Mm apart from Christ though, yeah. has a wicked heart. And so yeah. it just can't be true to have a desire for the young aged kids as yeah. they're trying to make popular in the mm-hmm. news. Yeah. Not and like, I mean, seriously, like think about this just like logically for a second. Yeah. If you have a three-year-old and you don't have a measure yeah. of boundaries, yeah. Yeah. guidelines, expectations, yeah. um, rewards and consequences, yeah. That little person is miserable yeah. and makes everybody around them miserable. Yeah, it's yeah. the same thing for us. If we're left just wandering around with yeah. no measure or yeah. standard of yeah. right and wrong, exactly. of truth and lie, yep. we are just confused. We are yep. angry. We are, um, I don't know what the word is, just not we have no purpose and yeah. we're just miserable yeah. people. Yeah. Yep. That's what I'm saying. You look at the culture and, and you have so many people being like, if everything is true, then like, what's the point of anything at this point? Yes. If, if yeah. everything is just whatever you want it to be, then like, what? you you, you see this in, in a bunch of, of non-believers. Yeah. You know, and they're like, well, hold on. What, what's the point of this? Yeah. What is the point of life? Are we... This is just all a simulation. This is just all where mm-hmm. this is all a bunch of nothing. Yeah. Whenever there is no, here's the truth. This is not the truth. Let's conform to this. Stay mm-hmm. away from that. Mm-hmm. You're lost. Yeah. 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 If you if you believe that there is no singular truth, mm-hmm. ob- objective, unchanging, eternal truth, then, which again, you get back to this place where uh, you worship and serve the creature rather yep. than the creator. Yeah. And so- you think that that three-year-old has truth within them and whatever they want to be, if they identify as a cat, you know, and they want to be a cat, then you say, well, that's their truth. So there you go. You know, I'll get them a litter box and I'll teach them how to use the litter box. This sounds like, like, you know, 
fairy tale stuff I'm talking about, but, but it's, it's not. not. Real. It's very real. Yeah. Um, people do that, and they buy them collars, and they buy them ears, and they yeah. buy them tails, tails, and and they they go with it because they assume that that truth is is inherent in them. Yeah. Um, and the Bible teaches something very very different. And, yep. And there can't be. There can't be even three truths at the no. table. There can't be two truths at the Mm-mm. table. There's either, you've just removed the idea of truth to begin with. Yeah, there, exactly. There, truth implies the, an objective standard. Mm-hmm. So it's impossible for there to be multiple truths. There's only one truth. And Jesus, in fact, was very narrow when he said, I yep. am the way and the, the truth. Yes, the, sir. The, the, <laughs> singular. There it, it is. One. And so... A biblical worldview calls us to that, yeah. to yep. understand there is one truth. Now, now per- perceive the world around you. Mm-hmm. Now let frame, let's frame everything according to that, that he is the truth. Mm-hmm. So um, this is where, of course, in a in a worldview that denies the existence of God and truth, you, you get people doing whatever they want. Everyone does what is right in their own eyes and yeah. not just does it, but demands... Uh, celebration of it, demands approval of it, and cancels and comes against those who don't. Yeah, And boy, it's a destructive destructive agreement that the enemy has found willing ears and hearts with today to deny the existence of a singular eternal truth and uh, the idea that everybody can do whatever they want and should be celebrated. Mm -hmm. All right. Whew, I'm ready to kind of get past some of these. It's I know. Just, that's okay. We are exposing the lies of the enemy. Yes, we're we calling are. him out, showing Absolutely. him for who he is, and uh, setting captives free. That's what so, I was say. number 10, here is another agreement that is subtle, but within the church as oh, well yeah. that God will forgive me for committing this sin. So, wow, we're talking about God. We're talking about forgiveness. Mm-hmm. We're talking about sin. And it yeah. all sounds so right. Easy. What what is the danger in this kind of agreement? Why I mean, does is he isn't he doesn't he forgive sin? What's wrong with saying God will forgive me for committing this sin? What's what's yeah. the danger in that? I mean, you go back to the ones we were talking about earlier. You're instantly justifying yeah. this reason. It's instant gratification. It's the I am right, they are wrong. Mm-hmm. This is gonna happen. He's my God, he loves me, therefore I can do what I want. That's all the mindset in all of that, I think. And sin is supposed to be an about face. You're supposed to turn and flee from it. You're supposed to run from it. And people need to understand the difference between temptation and sin. Mm. And if you're walking in that sin and just blatantly thinking, oh, God's just going to forgive me. I can do whatever I want to do. Then there is a soul check that needs to be done. A major soul check that needs to be done within that. Because if that's your, the beat of the drum that you are marching to, then you are not marching Marching to the the beat of God's drum. That is, it's so destructive to, to, let that lie be twisted mm-hmm. and come into agreement with yep. it wrongly. Yep. Yeah, and it, it's um, it's assuming that I, I will get it, or that I. It's really yeah. I deserve it. It's really believing I deserve it. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I deserve the forgiveness. I deserve it. Therefore, it frees me to go ahead and do this thing mm-hmm. that I want to do, and it presumes upon the grace of God. It takes it in vain. Of course, Paul warns against that. So yeah. Corinthians six. He says, uh, we then as workers together with him 
uh, also plead with you not to receive the grace of God in vain. Yeah. Don't mm. don't take it and abuse it. Yeah. Don't take it and take it lightly. It should motivate us. It should drive us to sin less. It, Paul would say yeah. in Romans, what shall we say then? Shall we continue in sin that grace may abound? I mean, he had just mm-hmm. kind of made this point that wherever sin abounds, grace abounds all the more. So he knew there was going to be some people who would say, hey. I want some extra grace. Yeah, <laughs> sin and get grace. Well, then I'm going to sin so I can get more grace. And, and Paul said, no, you're missing it. <laughs> he said, how shall we who died to sin live any longer in it? If you really have been yeah. by faith You've come to Christ. Yeah. You've you've chosen to turn against sin. How can you keep walking in that? How can you keep going down that path yeah. in choosing that? So, such a deceptive agreement uh, that leads that has led many people into continuing activities yeah. of yep. sin. And it's a place Absolutely. of ignorance too, because if you look at the Old Testament and you truly understand the weightiness of the sacrifices and mm-hmm. all of the things that had to be done, the rituals to atone for sin. And then you look at the ultimate price that was paid on the cross and that it wasn't just, I shouldn't say just, it wasn't only being beat and whipped Mm -hmm. and tortured physically. He was tortured spiritually and mentally Mm -hmm. for our sake. And when you truly grasp and understand, because I think a lot of times, even in the body, I've had conversations with people about this the Old Testament's irrelevant because Jesus came and that doesn't matter anymore. No, without the Old Testament, you cannot understand what was done and will be done in the future. It is, it's literally showing you and it's just a place of ignorance in scripture and not understanding what that was. Mm. It's not, Mm -hmm. it's not a once a year celebration of, Jesus raising from the dead and oh hey I'm you know forgiven of my sins. Yeah. It should be a it it, and not in a guilt way. It should just be in a way that you remember when you are tempted to sin or when you do fall, like I need to repent. I need to walk from this. Jesus died that I don't have to carry this anymore. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, uh yeah, these are painful to 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 think through, it's sad that many believers yeah. have made these agreements. Yeah, and there's so many more. Oh, yeah, this is just remember of, that <laughs> of untold numbers. Yeah, we can make it a 36-hour podcast <laughs> yeah. and what still not had. cover yeah. enough. Exactly, but um, we're called to be um, wise mm-hmm. as serpents, yeah. harmless as doves. But we are to be keen. We're to mm-hmm. be people of understanding in our yeah. day. We're to yeah. put on the whole armor of God to be uh, stand strong against the wiles of the devil. We're yeah. not to give him a foothold. Mm-hmm. And so uh, he would love for you, the enemy would love for you to dismiss his activity in the subtle agreements. Yeah. He would love for you to think in terms of the, the far out and the uh, extreme versions mm-hmm. where then he can easily say, hey, can I come in for just a minute? Yeah. <laughs> and you, once you open the door to that salesman, he didn't want to leave. No. No. And he's got a... He's got a big presentation that he wants to get into another room in your house and Mm so uh, we're called to not give him a foothold it's been our prayer that these would help you recognize his subtle agreements and stand firm against them stand on the truth of god's word Mm -hmm. and resist resist the lies with the truth so uh, i appreciate true and emily being with us today uh, we uh 
It's our desire to lift him up and live him out. Yes. Live out these truths. And again, it's our prayer that these would help you and us walk in those today. So thank you all again for being here. Yes. Thanks for joining us. 